Happy Easter, loud fans. Happy Easter to you all. Thank you very much for listening in once again. Episode 141 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's uh, It's been a, a quiet Easter. I suppose there's no... Usually in April, you're, you're five, usually if you get five Sundays in April, you're playing five club games and you're lashing them out and you're playing them away. And they're brilliant, um, actually. In terms of as a player and as a supporter... Um, you have five games in a row. You're not training back all hard during the week. You're just tipping over and you're adjusting the things you did wrong the week before. Maybe the things you did right, you're reinforcing them. And you'd play off five five league games in a row and you'd have half your league played off. Well, more, more, more or less nearly half your league played off. And every time there's a gorgeous day with, with a great weekend on the Easter... Every time you see a gorgeous day like that, you think, oh, I'd love to be out playing football. I'd love to be sitting on the bench in the sun... I'd love to be uh, sitting in the stand or lying along the bank and watching watching the game. Um, not to be, but it just shows us loads more out there. And, and what we did have was was fairly special. Though I know it was it was kind of manufactured. Kind of club month was made. Um, yeah, made out of necessity. But now with the COVID, actually, it's brought on a full pl- split season. So hopefully now it'll be like that uh, all the time. You know, you had those five five club matches. You, you got them like. It, it was tough on the cl- on the county players. They could they come in the week before and train with you, and they'd be with you. And sometimes they'd be going training with the county in between the weeks, and they wouldn't even see them before the game. So you'd be playing five games, and then you, some of them you would did it take them a while to get used to playing with you again. Um, other ones would be frustrated with you. Other ones they'd be under fierce pressure to perform very well because they're all used their county players. They should be doing much better. Like big clubs like the Pats that have big players in, and the Blues that have a lot of players in. And just yeah, just just thinking about thinking back to that really lovely time. Really, it was good good times of the year and brilliant to be playing that football. But it, it used to be a killer when you weren't in a good run of form. You had a lot of injuries and you were playing five games in a row, or you had suspensions or sendings off, and it was a killer. Yeah, because then once you like usually in loud for some reason, maybe it's like every league. I don't know. Maybe it's just a cliche. If you got a good start in the league, you, you'd be more or less set up. Then you wouldn't get relegated or have you. The Mahoney's used to be great in Division One to start out really well, win their games, beat everyone on, out the gate, and then just kind of hold on tight to them points and just coast the rest of the league, and then they could focus on the championship when they were going well. So yeah, that, that's that's our Easter at the moment. I remember I do remember playing in uh, Cooley one Easter Sunday, and there was a. There were celebrations for the Easter Rising as well. I don't know whether that's done around the county minute silence and that, but I think it's 125 years. Would that be right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or maybe it's 105 years. Yeah, 105. That'd be better with me, Matts. Because I'm all Matts this week because we did um, a lot of counting and what have you. Because um, I suppose there's nothing else really happening on the field. So off the field, you dig down deep in... Uh, into your creative side and I suppose I've dug deep this this week on the Patreon podcast and um, dug deep into the record books I should say and got in and just like a lot of people have got back to me during the week and if you haven't listened to it if you haven't signed up it's well worth signing up to just to see the names just to see the subs that made their appearance for loud made the one off appearance lads that played for years lads you would have expected to make their debut earlier and then there's late starters as well and just I suppose it shows a trend in the player that, like, 
you can see why the teams of the best around the county have been prominent. They have a large body and mass of county players. Like the Blues are head and shoulders above the rest. The Pats followed them after a really golden uh, two decades, I suppose you could say. Um, and they made hay with the sun shone as well. But there's a couple of other interesting little facts in there. Um, the likes of... Um, I didn't actually name them during the week I'm going to give it now in a few minutes but there's other ones like there's their father and sons that have played for Laird over spanned over the 20 years like Seamus O'Hanlon and Shane O'Hanlon um, and then I, one I missed on the Thursday podcast um, I mentioned Colm Nally who's the first goalie of the new millennium and friend of the podcast and he's been on a couple of times and his son Ross so that's another father and son connection people have got in touch with me people have actually got in touch with me ripping the piss out of the how I say uh, Sporkle as a Sporkle the quiz um, a lot of people have played it um, since and they wanted to test themselves um, you can name I, I have it up there I did it as a part of it um, you can guess all the players that played for Loud um, there's other interesting things like the first names the, mo- the, the most common first name if you want to play for Loud um, is there's actually two it's David and John. There's seven. There's actually six Johns and one JP. There's only one and only one JP Rooney. Um, but yeah, just different stuff like that. And one thing I did forget, right? It was actually um, family ties. It was brothers that played for Loud, played with each other and played for the 20 years, played over in the past 20 years. Um, if you want to have a guess, just I'll, I'll I'll pause and you can have you just have a wee think to yourself. Pause the podcast if you want. Have a think to yourself and come back to me. Uh, maybe leave a comment and, and I'll um, I'll give them out now. Just right, I'll pause. Right, that's enough time. Pause. So the the brothers you have the of recent times you have the Duffies Owen and Bevan Duffy from Terran and Fecken. Um, They've really been solid. Bevan made his debut in t- 2015. I would have thought it was a lot earlier than that. Um, then you have the Finnegans, Desi and Ray, two stalwarts from the Pats. Like everyone loves Ray. He's probably I'd say I'd say he's the most beloved loud player of that generation. Melia was maybe just a little bit beforehand, but I'd say Ray is just everyone's favourite. Obviously, bar Paddy Keenan, but Ray was probably different, more endearing than Paddy. He was a, he was a trier and he was a really classy footballer and a really um, just a real scrappy player but had real silky skills to back them up and then Desi obviously in the full back line for years solid full back kind of missed him then when he was gone for a couple of years it took a while to adapt for Paddy Ro- Paddy Riley to get into that role um, but yeah the two Finnegan brothers <coughs> and then you have, they have a more from recent times you have the Bournes Kieran and Decky Bourne um Casey made his debut in 2015 as well Decky made it a little bit earlier in 2010 they're still playing they're still tipping about but even Casey going to Australia didn't deter they played again uh, well I suppose it was on the league in 2019 or maybe it was a Bourne Cup but they'll probably be get back playing championship again um, who else do we have here the six sets of brothers we have the O'Hanlons as well, Seamus and Carl. How could you, how could you, how could you forget those two? Those are probably the earliest, and there was nothing in between since that until the Brennans a couple of years later on. David and Mark, um, they played for Loud together for years. David was such a stalwart, uh, and then Mark came in, and surprise. It was kind of a surprise as well, even a clubmate of mine, um, for for Mark to make his debut. I thought he made it a lot earlier than he did. 
and um, let me see I just have the, the file here in front of me I thought it was a lot earlier than um, 2006 he seemed to be there a long long time and uh, it was only 2006 he made his uh, made his debut uh, I think he was in the squad the league maybe in 2005 with Paddy Carr I'm oh, sorry with Val Andrews and uh he was in a big part of Evan McEnany's term on the 40 playing on the 40 from that season that won the Division 2 in the league they won the Tommy Murphy Cup as well did they win the Bourne Cup maybe they won four things that year three things that year um, but he was a big part of it and then Brennan was a big part of the full back line for, for Loud for years um, and then the two reads Adrian good friend of mine uh, has been on the podcast good friend David as well two reads on both wings a couple of times David actually played more in the half forward line for Loud um, than he did at club level usually you'd expect him to be an inside forward like like with Cullen just going through he played more in the half forward line played in the 40 in his debut made his debut in 2004 against Cavan in, the, in Navan um, under Val Andrews as well oh sorry no he played against he played in 2003 Sorry, just remember that that game on the Valandres in Navan against Cavan. He, he made his debut in two thousand three with Paddy Keenan. So Paddy Keenan goes right back to two thousand three. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Um, but yeah, so there's loads of stuff like that, loads of interesting stuff like that. You have managers, you have managers that have played in the Millennium and managed loud. You have um, breakdown of positions. Um, where would you say this was the most um, used line in the field for for loud? What players uses did we go through? Um, who are those seven or, or six other Johns or seven other Davids? Um, and then you can see the trends. The Mahonies have players in when they win the championship. Um, you have different teams that have uh, teams early on in the decade. They fade off. You probably could tell. And um, there's a couple of play, a couple of teams that didn't have them represented. Players represented from there, like Santa Minion, the Shawns, um, the Tones, and the Knicks. Paddy O'Boyer was very close in 2010 to making the squad. He was in around the squad at that time. Um, but no, so no, no representation from them or the tones. I, I didn't mention. I failed to mention that at the weekend, uh, or during the week, I should say. Um, probably ha- like one podcast will lead to another. So there's probably more kind of a, there'll be an appearances podcast. I'll have to go into that and maybe do something on that as well. Um, because you have lads there that come off the bench and made like a couple of minutes and they played for loud and that's it and they moved on. And there's lads that have played a large number of league games or been stalwarts for for loud for for a long while in the league campaigns. Even recent times as well, you'd be surprised. I list all those as well. And then there's lads yet to make their debut as well. They should do. Um, that'll come in the next couple of years. But I'll have them all documented. And I'm going to do that from now on. I think it's. Uh, very kind of it was an enjoyable thing to do over COVID as well to get stuck into that and give yourself something to do but uh, those are the Loud Millennials that was the Loud Millennial podcast during the week do sign up uh, it's only the price of a couple of Mars bars you should enjoy it or maybe the price of one Easter egg now you get it going cheap so instead of buying an Easter egg buy a Loud and Proud subscription on Patreon but yeah 125 players do play the quiz on Sporkle um, you'll enjoy it if you enjoy that sort of thing. Like I said, it's hardcore. If it's not hardcore for you, that's fine. Keep listening to this on the podcast. Right, let's move on. Other topics of the week. Uh, I suppose there's only one real big topic, isn't there? It's the dubs. The snaky dubs. Out, uh, obviously, it was a setup, and everyone knows they were, knew they were there. Knew they were training away. Slithering down um, into a back pitch in his false GA club I think they have been training there reading bits of Bernard Brogan's book I think that's where they train 
I know they, they swap with DCU as well, but seemingly it's Spartan like or something. The dressing room is like that, and no frills, and it's a back pitch. It's not if you can't see it from the motorway or from the from the main road. So they were slithering down there, and obviously the way it was reported, they could see the convoy of cars coming in early in the morning. And uh, there was me thinking that the dubs were just naturally good, were just brilliant, and were able to turn it on when, when they wanted it and train that hard. So they are training hard, and they're training extra, they're training on the sly, in groups. Um, so it was a little bit of a kick in the stones when you see that. Like, I know, um, well, I know from speaking to Conor Grimes that the loud players are just, they're, they're, they've been fairly um, good, I presume. I haven't heard anything. They're not training in Darver, they're training on their own, they're fairly good in terms that they, they have their vests and they're. They're uh, able to do monitor the training as if they were there, uh, so it's all virtually done, and they're all being monitored that way. Um, I presume the dubs would be as well, but I'm very surprised to see them actually training, um, because they give this persona of, "Oh, look at, um, we're humble lads, and um, we we work hard, and we work as hard as anyone else." But it just shows that you rip away, rip away that kind of corporate veil. And it, it just shows that kind of um, underhandness there and that bullying and that kind of arrogance to go out and do what they want and not get punished for it. And just, they probably thought they would get punished for it, but they get away with it. I'll get to the punishment in a second. But um, then there's talk of it throwing the, sorry, there's talk of it then throwing the, the championship into kind of reflux like get, getting a start or will it start quicker or will it be held up or the whole thing the inter-county game um, possibly but I don't think it will we know later on in the week I won't make any more predictions but obviously it, it looks like the inter-county uh, the, the league as you said not the inter-county the National League might be getting away in the middle of May but we get to that I'll talk to that probably more further when I know something concrete next week but um, it, it's just what it, what it gives is it gives kind of GA bashers um, a, cha- a stick to beat us with um, oh look at the dubs GA they're going out and doing and people can't even play golf or people play tennis or people who don't even care about GA people if it's gone that far they don't give a fuck about um, sport they've been so confined to their homes and houses and ever to see that on the front page of the Irish Independent it's just kicking the stones and it's just it's not good it's not good for the, the GA just to have that the poster boys the six in a row seeking team you know doing that um, so or seven in a row I can't even keep up count what they're, what they're going for now but uh, and then also it, I just find the dubs that I've, I I can't take anything. Uh, maybe I'm just cynical, or, or just kind. I just can't take anything for what to do at face value. Um, to come out and to suspend Desi Farrell for twelve weeks themselves, the GA club, GA County Board do it themselves. <clears throat> so that's like we got in there first. We dealt with it. We're great, and we brilliant for dealing with it. And Desi probably just moved away my way of thinking would be Desi probably rang the county board himself and says listen we do it this way they'd all come in and it'd be the best way to look at it because now you kind of find the GE aren't going to do any investigation there'll be no more talking about it anymore because it's, it's deemed to be dealt with um, he has 12 weeks off he wasn't even there so it makes no odds he, you know they could go and do it again He's all. He's not like he's on the field. He wasn't on the field on the day. He takes the rap for the whole off. What is the rap? Twelve weeks. What's that really mean? Probably four weeks starting from now. So it'll be four weeks still the league. So another four. He'll be back for the championship time. Sits in the stand. Well, I know he probably can't shout down or radio in to, to what you want to do. But <coughs> to me, it, it kind of 
Desi is the is the is the fall guy. Uh, but the thing runs itself, the machine runs itself, so you want to get out the machine, and they've stopped that by getting Desi first, because you look at it, there was, um, Brian Fenton was there, you had um, Ross Howard, two big players, through Rohini boys, uh, McDade, who made a big impact, and then you have Johnny Cooper, and then there's other players, that don't fully know, trying to, you're trying to do a bit of guesswork, from the shorts, the club shorts, they're wearing, well all good players, no doubt, um, but those four marquee players, that were there, um, now by Desi being dealt with it probably means they won't get suspended I'll very, very, I'd be very surprised that they don't get suspended that that they do get suspended I should say because it kind of the, de- the dubs come, on and, come in and dealt with there'll be no investigation with the GA and that's it so Dublin have, in my in my eyes handled it very well they, look, they come out looking very well damage limitation wise you know there's obviously a bit of a dint on them now They'll, people throw that at them as well uh, for doing it but I don't know it, it, it just stinks the whole thing but I, I just think they've done very well to do that it shows that they've moral fibre to deal with it but it's an underhand dealing with I, I feel as well and then is it going to make us all individual anties are we all going to be going around to neighbouring football pitches now when the, when, the, when the county opens up are we all going to look in and see oh they're training there's cars in that pitch there they shouldn't be training um, which is kind of torn GA gales against each other you know which is just mad as well it's just crazy that we're, we're at this sort of crack as well um, and especially when outdoors is probably fairly it's it's more or less okay and look at it, it'll be all about the kids and uh, I'm not going to make any more predictions on when the, when the club players will be back because goodness knows it could be August, September um, the way I, I'm, the way I'm, the way I'm aiming at it now, aiming at for for this as possible, and then getting a surprise when it comes back earlier or when it does get back. But yeah, that's it. That's all, I suppose. Um, that's all for this week. Um, on the Loud and Proud podcast on the Sunday night. Um, happy Easter to you all. Thanks very much again for signing up. Do sign up during the week. Uh, another really exciting podcast is 90s team. Then we have Why Do We Hate Darver. That podcast is, is just been finalised as well. So do sign up starting the month. It's a good time to start up. Start of April. Get your full value. Um, and once you sign up, actually, you can listen to the whole lot. There's nearly 100 episodes on there. This is 141. This is the 141st Sunday um, podcast. But yeah, so do sign up. And uh, I'm recording a little bit earlier in the morning on Easter Sunday so hopefully um, I get news later on today that I've won the pick a house but well done they've sold all the tickets and best of luck to uh, whoever won it or whoever won it hopefully by the time you listen to this podcast Sunday night Monday morning someone will be two new house owners thanks to Loud GA well done it's absolutely incredible if you want to listen back to you for Claire two, a couple of Sundays ago and she gives really good detail and insight and analysis to how successful the draw actually was that's it that's enough for me patreon.com forward slash loud and proud do sign up it's the price of an easter egg um, thanks very much for listening mind yourself and if you can't mind someone else as well good luck bye bye